You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, let's hit it! Whoa, that wasn't very loud. Can you do better? Sure. Okay, you get a double e this morning. Welcome, it's Dave's Corner Garage, and it's Saturday morning, and it's gorgeous outside. We have got a lot of news for you, a lot of great people coming on the air. Ben Marecki, Ben Marecki, Ben is with Carpages. I know Ben for about 15 or 20 years when they first started. Carpages is a site where you can actually buy a car from a dealer, from your home, and he's going to explain how that works. Colton is with Go Ranch Auto. This is a service where they'll actually come out to your house, service your vehicle in the driveway or on the road, and you don't have to waste time going down to the garage. And Al doesn't like that, but there are some jobs. It's not wasting time going to the garage. It's, uh, (laughs) you know, you make friends, you tell jokes, you sit around, you have a coffee, you look at some dirty magazines. Isn't that what it's all about, Dave? I agree. You there know, you the, the garage was like the bar. People mm-hmm. used to come in and just hang around. Yeah, and the, then, bars, the bars are closed now, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us at the end of the show will be Norris McDonald, uh, as promised from last week's show. We're going to talk about the war on cars. Most cities are against cars because of pollution and, condens- and congestion. I was going to say condensation. Congestion. Mm-hmm. And um, so bicycles seem to be the answer. And uh, we're going to talk about the war on cars and what cities are doing. Also, I'd like to announce a new contest. Uh, the CAA has been kind enough to give us four CAA Plus memberships to give Whoa. away to our listeners. So if you'd like to go to davescornergarage.com, you'll find all the information there and how to enter. Our last contest, i got to tell you, was a fantastic success. And Al, take us out. Well, so if you're on your way to the cottage, for example, and you're, and you're, and you're taking the boat and, and yeah. the, the car breaks down, you would be going... Tow, tow, tow your boat gently. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. <laughs> lots of good information, lots of bad jokes. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We've got Ben Marecki from Car Pages on the line. And uh, Ben, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Now you say you're at home, is that right? Well, I'm, I am at home. Right now I'm actually at my office, but uh, most of the time I'm at home. We, uh, we have around 30 employees most of the people are working from home but mm-hmm. uh, we recently opened the office up to some of the employees to come back and start working so i'm i'm here today did they give you a tough time to come back to work no i mean it's you know it was it, april was a tough month for everybody yeah. i think april and may were were difficult months nothing was usual nothing was normal but uh you know the sun's out now physically and metaphorically and i think that uh, things are starting to warm up a bit I love it. Now, Car Pages is actually a website where you can, where dealers show you cars, or and you actually can buy a car on the web. So it started what in two thousand and five. We started in two thousand four. So the very first dealers that we worked with were two thousand four. I think it was June two thousand four. Um, and then, yeah, in two thousand five, I was actually on your show uh, talking to you about our launch. Yeah, we've been around for a while too. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. So, car pages. Um, I would say, what well, you're the second largest now, uh, as far as 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 car selling sites are concerned. 
And you've got yeah, a lot I mean, of competition, I, too. It's amazing. I like to say that we're in the top three. Very <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple other big players in Canada, but we're in the top three sites. For listeners that don't know what Carpage is all about, could you maybe explain it quickly? Yeah, so Carpage is a marketplace for buying cars. All of the cars that we have on our site are from licensed dealers. So in Ontario, they're on BIC licensed. In other provinces, it's you know licensed from the appropriate body. But uh, we don't do private sales. We did bef- we did up until uh, a couple years ago. Uh, but what we found is that um, sites that offer private sale vehicles are are fraught with problems. So, I mean, there's so much fraud and um, you know people getting ripped off on those sites that we just decide to back out of it and focus 100% on dealer vehicles. So basically, if I'm looking for a specific year, make, and model, um, mm-hmm. instead of me having to go to all these different sites, I can just search from your one site, correct? Exactly, yeah. So we work with, I think it's over 1,500 dealers now across Canada. Um, we have 125,000 vehicles on our site. So those are new and used, predominantly used cars, but some new as well. Um, but yeah, you can comparison shop right on car pages from hundreds of dealers. Now let's talk about you have a new uh, a program which is called Buy From Home. Yes. So, so it gives us the ability to actually buy a car on the line? Yeah, I mean, just a bit of a backstory to that. So back in March, at the end of March, um, when Canada kind of was going into lockdown mode, it, it, it kind of created uh, a huge sales problem for dealerships because with people, you know, inside their homes with the doors locked and not buying cars, uh, dealership sales just plummeted. And so from around the end of March, right up until recently, car sales have been depleted pretty drastically. I think the the number for March um, sales were down on average 48%, but then April and May were, were even, or April at least was worse than that. Um, so there was, there was a, you know, a stream of feedback that we were getting from our dealer customers saying, you know, how do we cope with this? What do we do? And we came up with the idea of buy from home. So in Ontario, um, OMVIC has allowed dealers to sell remote uh, to remote customers for some time. This isn't new, but there hasn't really been a need for it. So with COVID-19, I mean, it kind of became the catalyst for remote sales to kind of kick into gear. And uh, on April 7th was our launch date for, for buy from home. Um, so we went live with the program on April 7th with over 200 dealers in Ontario that were participating. So Ben, explain how it goes. You're, you're, you basically have them sign the documents. They bring the car by, uh, somebody protests it, and then uh, either take it or you don't. Is that correct? Kind of, yeah, so there's different phases of it. So dealers are able to participate in buy from home, which gives them a badge. So that badge is displayed on every single vehicle on car pages from that dealer. Now, there's three levels of badging. So we offer um, three basic features to buy from home. The first one is at home test drives. So that's where the dealer, you see a vehicle you like on car pages, you contact the dealer. They will send somebody to your house with the vehicle to let you test drive it. Um, the second stage is digital document signing. So things like credit applications or bills of sale can now be signed completely online. So using tools like DocuSign or you know PDF signing, that kind of thing. And then the third stage is vehicle delivery. So once you've purchased the vehicle, done all the paperwork, the dealer is able to deliver it to your driveway and uh, drop it off with the keys. So dealers dealers can choose which of those three they can they want to opt into 
they don't have to do all three. Um, a lot of dealers do offer all three, but some some will offer, for example, vehicle delivery, but not test drives. So it just depends on the dealer. Mm. Now, dealers are offering exchange policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, and we encourage dealers to offer either an exchange policy or some kind of guarantee because, I mean, face it, if you're buying a car for $17,000, $27,000, you want to know what you're buying, right? And especially with a used car because right. every used car is different. So we do work with dealers that offer, I mean, some dealers uh, are offering a 90-day exchange. So you have 90 days to change your mind and um, exchange it for a different vehicle. We have other dealers that are offering a full refund. So I think um, one dealer I'm thinking of has a seven-day refund policy. Anytime after you take delivery within the first seven days, you can call the dealer and say, I want my money back, and they'll give it to you, no questions asked. Ben, I have a question. So are you saying – so these warranties or, or guarantees um, are available to people who have not taken the car for a test drive, right? Right. Well, for both. Either people that have test-driven the car or not test-driven it. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I would have assumed that, you know, the sales guy would say, well, hang on, we brought a car to your house. You, you drove it for, uh, you know, a half hour with somebody. Um, you didn't like it. Um, I mean, it's great that they're offering that warranty, but it just sounds strange to me. It, it almost sounded too nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, just to be clear, not every dealer is offering this. So it's, okay. completely, it's completely up to the dealer how they implement this. Mm-hmm. Some dealers are extremely generous. I mean, they're like a 90 day exchange policy is extremely generous. That's um, right. Yeah. You know, and that's for even if you've test driven the vehicle and you like it, mm-hmm. um, you know, within 90 days, there's a lot of things that could go wrong with the vehicle. So for the dealer to, to offer that and honor that kind of a policy is, you know, a pretty big deal. Is there a penalty? Like if you've driven it for 90 days, you've obviously put, you know, a couple of thousand miles on it. Is yeah. there some kind of a penalty for exchanging it or asking you for your money back? Yeah, so I mean, again, it's up to the dealer. Um, I know, I know that some dealers are will offer an exchange only, but not a refund if you've driven it for that long. Um, but again, it's you know, it's just up to the dealer. Different dealers are doing different things. Fascinating. So, how do people get in touch with CarPages? So, on our website is the easiest way, just CarPages.ca. And to learn more about the Buy From Home program, that we have a big banner right on the homepage. You can just click Buy From Home, and all the details are right there. And Ben, for people who are are first-time car owners, um, you guys also offer, you can range insurance online as well, plus the financing? Yeah, so we have um, a partnership with Kinetics, which is an insurance broker, um, and also with Car Loans Canada, which does financing for for car purchases. So one-stop shopping. Yeah, yeah, one-stop shopping. And the beauty of this all is, is everybody there is registered with OMBIC. So yeah. it's going to be on the up and up. And if there's any issues, somebody's there to help you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if your wife likes it and said, what the hell did you buy this for? They, they take it back. Woo-hoo! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Carpages.ca. Ben, thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All righty. I, I can see her, you know, with her hands on her hip going, what the heck were you thinking? Okay. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they, they take them back. That's a bonus. That's not a van. Yeah, it is, honey. The kids can sit in the trunk. <laughs> you think I'm driving that, you need to get your head examined, okay? Seriously. Okay, Al, we got to go. Take us out. <laughs> All right. This is Dave's uh, Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Hi. 
Alrighty, we're back at Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Rediger. I'm with Alan Gelman, but not really. We're sort of, uh, he's at his place and I'm at my place because we're stuck here. Okay. You know, it, no, I don't mind being home, but every day is Monday. I mean, it's like terrible. So we did, a, actually, Steve, he put in on, on the Facebook uh, site for us uh, a question about what was your first car? And we got oh, an overwhelming response. It was unbelievable uh, what kind of different cars people had, like Austin Minis and Volkswagen Beetles. Mm-hmm. But it fired off. I got a letter from a friend of mine who's vice president of a, a really major corporation. And he says to me, he writes in this letter. I have to read it to you. Mm-hmm. My first car was a 1960 Nash Rambler, two-tone red station wagon with push-button shift. And my father bought it at a farm auction for $75. <laughs> they called it stinky as the farmers <laughs> as the farmers took the pigs to market in the vehicle oh god right the floorboards were rusted out under oh. the gas pedal they put burlap so you wouldn't see the road mm-hmm. and <laughs> and I couldn't buy it oh, he says I could get by in the winter in the cold winter because of the burlap couldn't get it at, at, at least it didn't smell in the winter time <laughs> <laughs> What do we call Don't those look at, specials? Don't look a gift pig in the mouth, you know? <laughs> Couldn't get a date in that car or even friends to go to school. I love it. <laughs> and I remember the car. That, that old uh, stinky rambler was, was, you could smell it when you were away half a block. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So nowadays they're, uh, they're collector's items. You should have yeah. had it till now. Uh, and so you know, we got so many answers on the original cars. It's just phenomenal. We did. Actually, too, I want to ask you, Dave. I mean, one guy named Sean here said he bought his first car was an 81 Civic, and it said it got him a job at Dr. H for 20 years. Is, is that true? Yes, it is. And I have to tell you a story of Sean. Okay. I fired him three times. <laughs> <laughs> but he has golden hands. He really was a great technician. So the, the last time I fired him, uh, his, 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 he wanted a letter of recommendation. So I wrote in the letter, you would be happy if you could get this guy to work for you. <laughs> his new boss phoned me up about three weeks later and gave me heck because <laughs> one of my recommendation was but the truth was he couldn't get into work on time he was he was a great guy but he just couldn't get to work on time what did you think about the uh somebody who wrote in with a picture of that yellow 2000 ferrari yeah isn't that nice yeah. oh that must have been glenn there was a fellow named glenn who yeah. who, who who came in a few times i don't know we asked about your first car, but he had all kinds of them. He had a, a 2000 Ferrari 360. That was yeah. a summer car, I guess. And his yep. winter beater was a was an 04 911 Porsche Turbo all-wheel drive. There you go. That's classy, eh? Yeah. I, well, my next car was was an NSU Prince. Now, I don't know if anybody knew what an NSU was, but it's it's uh, it was a famous motorcycle manufacturer in Germany, and they brought these cars over. They were two cylinders, and you could drive like a week for seventy five cents worth of gas. Didn't and, Audi uh, buy that company? I think that that company ended up being bought by Audi. I think that's correct. It became an okay. Audi. It became Audi. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, they, they one day come in the cars not in the parking spot. They had carried it into the gym. <laughs> 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 All the big guys carried the car into the gym, and. Uh, so I drove it out. <laughs> I drove it up the stairs and back out. <laughs> what's the Al? What's the car that you guys got at, at uh, the shop? At oh, well, we, we had, oh, the Volkswagen thing. We have that. 
Um, it's bright yellow, like the old police car color, and we have our name on the side of it. My brother drives it. It's it's a bit of a hoot, but uh, for me, after ten minutes, it's I'm going. This is too slow. I'm tired yeah. of changing gears. It's got no air conditioning, so you know uh, it, it's no big deal like that. But uh, but it had some great calls. I mean, here the first one was Brenda with a '70 red Ford convertible that she actually got married in, but unfortunately got sideswiped. I think on the way to the church or something. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I've got a fellow named Tony with a '76 Cobra. This is his first four-speed car. And actually, what he did is he kept that car. And it's sitting in a garage, and it's waiting for him to pull it out and get it restored. So that's exciting. The best car that you ever had when you were young? Oh, when I was young? Yeah. Uh, you know, my first – I guess my first favorite car like that was my 77 Rabbit. Um, it had a sunroof, which I thought was, you know, all so exciting. And it actually had a heater because I drove Beatles for so many years and froze my butt, you know. That's right, so, yeah. So when I had a car with a heater, I thought, "Whoa, this is the this is big time." <laughs> you know, I like, had a I had a, a, a Thunderbird. We got uh-huh. married in it. I had a turquoise Thunderbird with a white top and the white seats in it. It was just gorgeous. I loaned it to my wife. She sideswiped it. I fixed it. Then we uh-huh. went to a hockey game. Somebody kicked the window in, so I knew the the writing was on the wall. <laughs> I, <bet laughs> I went on the bottom Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Paula, how, our friend Paula, she had an RX-7, I guess, right? That's right. That's how I met her. I used to service her RX-7. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, crazy. and, you know, a lot of ladies rode in, too. I got Kate here with a Datsun 260Z. That was a neat car, eh? That's a neat car, yeah. But she said here it rusted like crazy, but it was fun to drive. And uh, Oh, and, and then we had a whole bunch. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had a lot of people call in with, with muscle cars from the muscle car era. We had Wally here with a 69 440 Roadrunner. Um, Alice, also with a Roadrunner, a fellow named Lauren with a 69 Dart Swinger. Those were fast cars, eh? Okay, let's do the other side. My first car was a green Ford Falcon. <laughs> it's <was, laughs> oh, more yeah. reality. Uh, sh- uh, 64 Chevy Biscayne two-door, two-speed, two, 283. That was a big motor. 283. Loved it and miss it today. You know what? I can't, here's what I can't understand. A guy named Edmund said that his... His favorite choice was an 83 Mercury Zephyr. Like, oh, what was that really? All about? Oh, yeah. what a piece of. Okay, I won't say it. <laughs> oh, wait. And another one here, a 78 Ford Fiesta. How about that? <laughs> okay, Eileen has got a 73 Gremlin. You remember those? Yeah, with a hockey car. stick on the side there. Yeah, with a hockey stick on the side, a V6 standard. Didn't know how to drive standard, but standard was cheaper. My brother taught me how to drive it one evening when I was out practicing. Uh, I had the car for 10 years. Wow. Um, here I got Paul here. I think it's the oldest car that that anybody wrote in. He's got a 52 Meteor that he had in 1961. I guess some of those cars did last for a few years, eh? Yeah, this guy Glenn's got a, a 1912 Model T Ford. Mm-hmm. That was the car. I used to fix those. My dad was in the anti-car car business. I used to fix the Model Ts. Really? Yeah, and he used to look at it and go, no, nah, they wouldn't have done it like that. But they did. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. You know, like they, they, you have to push the pedal down. It was a band in the transmission, and you it was cotton on the band, and that's what grabbed the gear. Oh, and you mean that was the clutch? That was the clutch. And wow. you're going... They, they wouldn't have done that. And I, I was talking to an old at the time, to an old timer, and he said to me, "Make sure you put a string on it because as you pull it through, you, you bring the new one in. Otherwise, you'll never get it in." And he was right. So uh, yeah, there was a lot of 
Every, you know, all that stuff that we know about those cars is all gone. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. The, that smell of the pigs is still it's in my brain. I can't get rid of it. Yeah, let's get out of here now. <laughs> yeah, really. All righty, let's take a break. All right, this is Dave's Partner Garage. Reminiscing. We'll be right back. Alrighty, because of COVID-19, there are services that will actually service your vehicle at home. You don't have to go out. You don't have to take any risks. And one of those companies is called Go Wrench. And with us today is Colton. He is with the company. Actually, I think he owns it. Colton, how did Go Wrench start? Well, thanks for having me here. So Go Wrench actually started about six years ago. And it actually started for a completely different reason before this whole pandemic started. Um, it actually started because my partner had uh, a business and one of his vehicles broke down and did not have time to take it into his shop. So he called his mechanic and said, would you be able to come here and fix my vehicle? Mm. He kind of laughed and said, you know, we don't do house calls. So that kind of spiked a light bulb and Go Wrench was formed. We started doing just oil changes, going to people's homes, doing just oil changes. And then slowly from there, it really started to take off. And we grew into dozens of cities and offer well over a dozen different types of services uh, to many different types of consumers. So it's been, uh, it's been growing really, really fast. Now, do you list the services that you provide or, or, or for example, um, you know, could someone just call you and say, you know, when I slow down, I got this grinding sound. Can you check it out? Yeah, so we so what we do is we we do diagnostics first uh, to figure out the issue. Uh, we walk mm-hmm. the customer through it because a lot of people they don't they don't necessarily know how their vehicle works. So we like right. to educate them on it so that they know that if they go somewhere else, they know that you know they're not going to be be taken for if they go to somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So we offer diagnostics, repairs, oil changes. We do uh, interior and exterior detailing. We do glass and windshield repairs and replacements, uh, tire sales, storage, tire repairs, and rust proofing all on site. Oh, wow. So you do it right from people's homes, eh? Right in people's homes, seven days a week. All right. So here's my question. Is there a minimum? Like, let's say, for example, you know, I, I call you up and I don't know why, but my turn signals don't work properly. And, mm-hmm. and maybe in the end, it's just a light bulb, right? So yeah. how do you deal with something like that? So generally, uh, our minimum fee is $99 for coming out because we have the van, we have a fully certified mechanic or technician. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to cover their costs for coming out. Of course. But, uh, but generally, we, we like, we're not going to charge $100 for a light bulb. So, um, our, our minimum of 99 is a guideline, but mm-hmm. our techs in the field, they, you know, they obviously give everybody deals and whatnot on that. So I guess at the same time, like when you say, you know, you do your verbal diagnostic when you're talking to people, you explain it to them at that point. It may be something small. You know, we're happy to come out and look at it if you like. But, um, you know, it may be uh, economically better for you just to drive yourself to a garage. Right. Well, in most cases, we have very experienced people in the like on the phones. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them have many years of experience as well. So they right. do their best to get as many qualifying questions as possible to really figure out the issue. If it's something that we can't figure out over the phone, then we send a mechanic out to take a look at the vehicle. They would give them an instant quote right there on site, 
And if they wanted to get the repair done, if the parts are in stock, we actually have a partnership with Uber. So we actually get our parts delivered right to us within 15 wow, minutes. Wow, fascinating. I got two questions for you, Colton. Uh, how does weather affect your business? Uh, it doesn't. So we, uh, all the guys will have raincoats, winter clothing. Uh, we, uh, we take, we pay them very generously. So mm-hmm. all weathers were out there. And the second question is if you run into a job where you, it's got to go on a hoist and, uh, I don't say you got to pull a tranny or something like that. Do you have an association mm-hmm. with other shops to, uh, to feed them the work? Yep. So we've actually acquired several different partnerships with, uh, local and, and mainstay shops around all the cities that we service. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that we can't do on the road, we will actually have it taken to one of our partner shops who we've personally vetted and used, um, and they can actually continue the repair with us to make sure that customer gets taken care of. So does that invoice through your company? We invoice it through us, yeah. So you're carrying the warranty on it? Yeah, we carry the warranty with the shop. Interesting. Fascinating. Colton, quickly, the, uh, you know, we're, we're all obviously not together We're because of COVID right now. Have you seen a big in, uh, influx or increase in, in work, you know, getting calls where people, they don't want to go out. They want the car service from home as a result? Uh, we have. We actually thought that, uh, just like many other people, we were going to see uh, a little bit of a, you know, a drop in in our, our traffic and right. was kind of looking, was kind of looking forward to a little bit of a break, but, uh, the, the opposite actually happened because mm-hmm. everybody's, everybody's at home, everybody's on their computers and their social media. And, you know, now that, you know, people have seen that there's a service out there that they don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to expose themselves. You know, we don't, we don't actually have to physically go into the vehicle or interact with the customer. So we've seen a dramatic spike, uh, because of that. And how do you assure them that, in fact, the car is clean when they're done? So all of our technicians, all of our mechanics, and all of our divisions, they all have uh, they all have a fresh pair of gloves um, before the service. Mm-hmm. They all wear masks if they're in a very tight space. And they disinfect anything that they touch. So if they touch the, the exterior door handle, if they have to touch the keys or the inside mm-hmm. of the vehicle, they disinfect them uh, before they're done. Colton, we had somebody jump onto Facebook uh, before we had you on the air, and their question was, what kind of lead time do they need for you to get somebody to come out to their place? So we always, we've always um, tried to become a same-day service, and 95% of the time we will actually get somebody out there within 24 hours. Uh, whether it's to repair the vehicle or to diagnose the vehicle, we're out there within 24 hours. What cities do you uh, work in? So we started in Hamilton, mm. uh, but we we cover all the way from Niagara to London, Hamilton, Kitchener-Waterloo, Toronto, Barrie, all the way up until Ottawa. Wow! So and it's not a it's, you 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 own it all. It's not a franchise. It's not a franchise, no. It's just owned by uh, by myself and my partner, Josh, Josh Lombardo. Well, there's your next step. <laughs> <laughs> we All right, Colton, quickly, if people people want to book an appointment or find out more about it, how do they do that? So they can go on our website or they can call in. On the website, they can actually submit a request to get a book in and a, and a quote. They can call in our line, which is open seven days a week, or they can email us. And what is the uh, email address and phone number? So they can email us at service at gorenchauto.com mm-hmm. or they can call us at 289-639-5700. Uh, 
or toll free at 1-800-462-9681. Now, what's, what's the website? That's probably the easiest way to start it all going. The website would be www.gorenchauto.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. A very fascinating, fascinating story. Colton, good thank luck you. to you. And uh, franchising is next. Yeah, indeed it is. And thank <laughs> you very much, guys, for your time. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so much. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after we pay a couple of bills. You know, we have Norris McDonald with us on the uh, phone. Norris is, uh, was, or is still the editor of the Wheel section and is one of the few journalists who's actually part of the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. Norris, how are you? I'm just terrific. How are you, David? I am doing great. I'm still stuck in the house, and every day is still Monday. But other than that, we're doing just fine. <laughs> so well, we were going to talk about the war on cars last week, and we didn't ran out of time. Yeah, well, we never really got around to it. Because yeah. Not, as inevitably happens, by the way, we, we we start off to do something, and then for whatever reason, we take a, a right turn or a U. A U. Uh, but no, I wanted to I wanted to talk for a little bit, and this is going to sound like a, a little bit of an anti-bicycle rant, which, which, which really isn't true. I'm a big fan of bicycles. You ride one, right? Yes. I, I do a ride for exercise, and uh, I stay I, in the in the parks, though, but I don't go on the road. Yeah, well, there you go, and 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 that's kind of uh, my observation. Um, some some of the roads in the downtown section of Toronto are are perfect for bicycle lanes, and and because most of the people, I'm convinced, I don't know what the statistics are, but I would imagine just on you know looking that most of the people who cycle to work live fairly close to where they mm-hmm. work. There are the occasional, you know, I'm sure there's always going to be people who say, well, I know a guy who rides in from Mississauga every day. Well, that's true. Well, I know 100,000 people who drive their cars in from Mississauga every day. It really doesn't matter. But the thing is, what got me going on this, okay, rather than just rambling around here, is the other day, right in the middle of the COVID-19 health crisis, where people are kind of, you know, as you said, every day's Monday. We're all sitting around kind of trying to keep ourselves interested. And the last thing we want to do is watch the news, because the news is, you know, really a series of lectures. You know, you turn on the CBC, and at least once an hour, somebody's going to tell you to stay inside and get, have six feet between you and the person next year, two years, and wash your hands a hundred times. Anyway, we're not doing it. And city council snuck through the biggest increase in bike lanes in the history of Toronto by approving the installation this summer of 40 more kilometers of bike lanes, some of which are reasonably controversial. And when I say controversial, uh, you know, there's the on and off, on and off again argument about whether or not they belong on Bloor Street. Well, they're going on Bloor Street, and they're going on the damn force, and they're going all over the place. But University the big, Avenue? The big one for me is University Avenue. Yeah. And, and that is a major thoroughfare in and out of the the downtown of this, the right downtown, down by the lake, up to Bloor Street. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big, wide thoroughfare, thoroughfare where, where, where Franklin traffic is moving usually in a pretty good clip. 
And I was reading, I was reading in the star, by the way, um, a, a group of people are pushing for, um, uh, an, an even more of an expansion of the bike network. And, uh, they keep coming up with this. Uh, well, you know, most major cities in Europe, uh, have, you know, bike lanes have taken over the downtowns and, and I was just in Paris before this hit. I was in Paris, was on the Champ Elysees. Can I pronounce that correctly? And, uh, there's no, there's no bikes there. There's every car in the world in, in France is on the Champ Elysees. In fact, the Arc de Triomphe, you can't get to it because it's in the middle of a traffic circle. Yep. Anyway. You know, yeah, but but the whole point of those is those are huge boulevards, right? Right. You know, like like University Avenue, where you know you, you in theory could could have six lanes, you know. Um, but but well, when you take Bloor Street, like you say, that's that's only a two lane. You allow parking, you know. Right. Well, it, it's no wonder these people on on, on bicycles get doored all the time, you know. Yeah. I, 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 go which ahead. Is, which is really kind of shit. And by the way, I'm sorry, Alan. How are you? I, oh, I'm know. doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> what, you know, what, what I was going to comment something in which I think is important. Yeah. The bike, uh, they do not follow the rules of the road, and yet they are a vehicle. They don't stop at the stop signs. They run the red lights. They cross with the pedestrians. They go wrong, the wrong way on a one-way street. Yeah. I was hit by a bicycle walking, and he, a guy was cursing at me just before oh. I popped him. So, so the, Dave, Dave, the only bicycles you're, you're a fan of are stationary bicycles. No, I mean, reality is if they would follow the roads, and the answer to that is bicycles should be licensed and bicycles should have insurance. So, Absolutely. Right? And that gives them a credibility. Right now, they, get, they don't even ticket the guys because they refuse to give them their information. Right. And I, and I agree with you. And so it's all part and parcel of what I, call, what I consider to be the war on the car. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, if you talk to everybody from the mayor right through our our left of center council um you know this this doesn't even make it doesn't make an impression on them as far as they're concerned the die is cast and this is the way the city's going to go now the problem the the big problem i mean the biggest problem is you know i wish people would we live in canada you know the cycling season is kind of like the boats in the water cottage season right one and a half to five months at the most and then the rest of the time sure you have your your warriors who are out there and i know a couple of them <laughs> as a matter of fact let me tell you about this guy yeah he, he worked at the globe and mail with me yeah. and he, and this is years ago delightful fellow and he rode his bike to and from work every day winter summer rain snow he and his family used to take a winter vacation you know where they would go they went to their cabin north of kenora which didn't didn't have insulation and didn't have electricity and they would spend two weeks up there every january and so they are committed to torture <laughs> your, your, I think they should have been committed, to be quite honest. I mean, <laughs> but it's crazy. The thing is, you can't ride by So, consequently, we're going to all of these, we're going to all of this trouble for less than six months of the year. Yes, that's and correct. that is 
ridiculous. Well, the Far other side of the coin late. is that they're saying if if everybody if he's on a bicycle, he's not in a car. And maybe that's what they're trying to do is reduce the amount of congestion and pollution. Well, you know something? Good luck. Here's, yeah. here, here's the difficulty with that. We've all known bicycles have been around. We've, we all rode them when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking a lot of years. We're talking a lot of years here, guys. And, and you know, so if we chose to ride bikes, I think we probably would have been doing that already. Mm-hmm. Now, sure, there will be one or two people who will say, you know, I'm going to give this a try. And who knows? Maybe they're going to like it. As I said, I don't want to sound like I'm anti-bicycle. In fact, in fact, uh, up until a few years ago, a lot of people don't know this. You guys would because, you know, you read the wheels section, which are now the wheels pages, by the way, mm-hmm. but the, the wheels section religiously. We used to have a bicycle edition every summer where yes. we turned the whole section over to bicycles and we and we looked at the bikes that were on the market we wrote about places that you could go to ride you know not necessarily commuting to work downtown but you know riding over to the niagara peninsula and out to belleville uh through prince edward county and i mean you know we're not you know wheels is wheels as far as i'm concerned of which bicycles are part of but the problem is that we're starting very if we're not already there we're, we're starting to get to the point where the tail is wagging the dog. And frankly, that just can't happen. You know, I, we have to let you go, but it, just as a comment, I talked to my counselor uh, mm-hmm. about that, and I said, how come you were so pro-bike? He says they tried changing the laws about registering more bicycles and, and getting them insurance. It was shot down immediately, never made the floor. Yeah, I know. So that's, it's, so they have a strong, a strong representation to bikers. We're talking to closed minds here. That's what yeah. we're talking about. Norris, we got to thank you. Anytime, fellas. How do we get a hold of Norris? So you're on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. I'm on email. Uh, I got my own website, by the way, norrismcdonald.ca. And, uh, How original is that? Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> there's no question. You, there's no question where you are. <laughs> thank you again, Norris. Okay, fellas, talk later. Alrighty, Norris McDonald is, was the editor of the Wheels section, which is now, as he said, the Wheels pages. We'll be right back right after these messages. Alrighty, we're back. I'm, my name's Dave Redinger, obviously, and uh, I'm with Alan, who's uh, at his office, actually working. Alan, I got a letter from a lady who uh-huh. was wanting to buy a 2014 Houston, Hyundai Tucson. Right. That's a little SUV. And it yeah. has 70,000 kilometers on it, and they're asking $14,000. Okay. Now, her problem is she's got a trade-in, which is a 211 Elantra with 175,000 kilometers on it, and they're mm-hmm. offering her 2500 bucks. Good deal? Uh, good deal for them. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I'd be hard-pressed to, to – well, I, I guess twenty five hundred dollars is a fair price for her. I would did think she, so. No, did, did she think her car was worth much more than that? No, they don't most, have an most, idea. That's the but, problem. But most people do, right? They think their car is worth way more. And 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 how do they? Okay, so how do they come up with a price? Uh, the, whatever the wholesaler will give them, I guess that's that's where it starts. No, I'm and, saying. Well, so before I go to the dealership to make my deal, yeah. I want to get a good idea. You know what my trade in is possibly worth. Where would I go to find that information? Auto Trader and Car Pages. Right. And then you can see what 
People are asking. All you do is you you type in, do a car search. You put in your own vehicle, roughly the year, make, and model, and approximately how many miles are on it, and then you're going to see a number. Now, the good ones, for example, I think AutoTrader has it. They have um, both a wholesale and a retail price. And consider the fact that, number one, if you're trading, it's going to be the wholesale price, not the retail price. Right, because the dealer doesn't want you to need your car. Right. And, uh, and and keep in mind, too, that that's, this is the asking price, not necessarily the selling price, right? And the other thing is that you know, who's going to buy a car with 175,000 kilometers on it and it's 10 years old? Well, but the, but but they go... But it's not a lot of miles, and, and I'm quite easy on a car. You know, yeah. everybody always makes it sound better than it was, you know? What year is the Hyundai? 211. 211. Well, on carpages.ca, they're huh? going to start at around, they're asking, it looks like they're around $10,000. No, that's right. a retail price of someone selling one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For an Elantra? Mm-hmm. At, at, uh, with 175Ks on it? I think that's yeah. pretty high. No, this one's got two hundred thousand kilometers on it. Wow, that guy's wishful thinking. Here's one for as <laughs> only you would say. Here's a twenty ten Hyundai Sonata with one hundred twenty seven thousand k on it. They're asking forty, asking forty four ninety nine. Yeah, see, that's more realistic. Yeah, see that that's more realistic, of course. And keeping in mind that's what he's asking for retail price. Okay. Yeah. So you'd have to take off at least a thousand dollars, at least a thousand bucks. Right, and the dealer's got to recondition it to sell it, and blah blah blah. Right, so he's got to spend a thousand bucks. So guess what? That twenty five hundred dollars is not far off the mark. Yep, that's what I said too. So my mm-hmm. advice to her was, you're not far from being having a deal. Right. The reality is your car is the real problem. And here's another thing. They may say, look, I'll give you thirty five hundred for your car, but I want fifteen thousand for mine instead of fourteen thousand. Right, they're going to add you know, it up on the other side. Yeah, so I mean, you got to be careful when you go in that you that you understand the numbers. And it's also way easier to trade a car in than to try to sell it yourself. Trust me. Which is terrible. You know, people come to your house. Uh, you never know who comes to your house. You know, maybe they just they just come and scout the house so they can come back later when you're not home. Right. You've been watching too many Netflix shows about detectives. Yeah. How many murders have I seen? Oh, I don't know. Too many. <laughs> Too many All right, guys, I think sure. we're running out of time, so we got to thank our guests. We had Norris McDonald talking about the war on bicycles, and uh, we had – who else did we have, Dave? Colton from uh, Go, Go Wrench. That's right. That's uh, a service that uh, you just call them, and they come to your house or to your work, so it's nice and clean, nice and easy. And uh, Ben Marecki from Car Pages. There you go. So, and a uh, big reminder that we're, we are giving away CAA Premium. Memberships, one a week. If you go to davescornergarage.com, make sure you enter. We need your name, your address, and your postal code, and we'll select the winners at the, at the end of the week. And uh, we start in this contest today. Yeah, and the CA has so many different services that provide, of course, you know, towing and booths, but uh, they have travel service, they have insurance. So it's a great company to hook up with. You know why I bought CAA? Oh, because, oh, because of all the money you saved on the insurance. No, besides that, because I bought oh. a Ferrari and I needed something to tow it home with. So I never go further than 250 kilometers away from the house. <laughs> oh, so it's a runabout is what you're saying. Well, a buzzer comes on. It says you're over 250 kilometers away. <laughs> you better turn around because you're not getting home. <laughs> all right. Alex, we wanna, thank you. You're very welcome. And let's thank Joel, too. You know, he does a great job every week, especially since we've been doing these recordings. And uh, he's a yep. good guy. 
Joel, Joel does the, we, people don't know, but we're on our phones, and Joel puts it all together, and it actually sounds like a great show, of which it is. And Thank if you, you offered much. to buy him a cold beer, he wouldn't turn you down. Right, and you missed my duck joke. Have a great weekend, everybody. Steve, thank you. Alan, thank you. And of course, you're very Dave, welcome. Thank you. Drive safe, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. Who cares about the clouds and where to get her? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.